We we usually don't say hi at first, and I feel like that's rude. Oh, so salut- salutations. Uh, no, I don't think we need to do any more than those two. Hello yeah, and salutations. That's right, good. everybody. Tune into episode whichever number this is if you want us to hear you say hear us say hi to you. Uh, you specifically, Connor. I just wanted to pick a name. Have I, someone freak the fuck out. We we just needed a we needed a, a, a day of greetings today because we had to say a, a well, there fond was a, farewell. There was a change of kings. Yeah, there sure was a, ch- a changing of the guard. Oh, we we bid adieu to Mister Fizame Reggie as the, the, Reginald. Yeah, the uh, the linebacker of Nintendo, if you will, Reginald. the big man. Fizame. Reginald Val Johnson. What a name. Fizame. I actually uh, shared brief eye contact with him one time at E3. During an orgy. Yeah, yeah. when I was, yeah, <laughs> at, at, at all those sweet E3 orgies that I'm invited to with Reggie Fizame. You'll, you, you'll never unsee what Mario can do with two Goombas. Um, yeah, I was in a, I, was, I stumbled into like a section I was not supposed to be in and he saw me. And <laughs> it's I, not safe for work here. And he was far enough away from me that I couldn't tell if he winked, but he did see me make eye contact and give a give a little nod with an impish smile, <laughs> which is a, it's a surprising thing to see on a man of such frame. Yeah, especially when he was uh, in the act of coitus. <laughs> God, we're gonna see. Uh, now we have Bowser. Bowser yeah, runs. Yeah. Now Nintendo. Douglas Bowser runs into Dundell. Uh, and listen, Bowser. before before you get, you know, before the, we're not gonna do a bunch of jokes about fucking, you know, Gary Canada becoming the king of Canada or whatever. I saw everyone doing that shit on Twitter, and what I want to know is what are Douglas Bowser's policies on Star Fox? Oh, that's ooh, that's I I am actually legitimately like all wealthy people are the enemy, but uh, but I'm True. interested to see uh, the direction the company takes under a new management. And also, by the way, if this guy sucks, everyone can make fun of him for his name constantly. Yeah, uh, especially because you know I feel like with Bowsette now a thing there's like a lot of fodder for some fun fan art of doug bowser and bowsette maybe they're hanging out maybe oh, they're yeah. on a squash team i what? feel like fan art always goes sexual and i'm like how about slice of life what if they're just like at the grocery store hmm. and then the internet's like no they're pissing on each other oh god hey speaking of the internet um this is media majors is the storytelling podcast about major media my name is thomas lockney I'm Liam Senior. <laughs> and every week we sit around the campfire and tell each other a true story from our respective mediums. Uh, I'm, I'm going first this week. Uh, a content warning on mine. Uh, uh, Gamergate is unfortunately going to be a central tenet of, of my story. Um, if that's not going to do it for you, if it's going to do the opposite, you can check the description and there will be time codes so you can skip to Liam's story, which I understand is a fun one. Oh no! I I I'm talking about gay gamers. Oh uh, no! No, I'm just kidding. It's a fun one. Um, in 2005, the Escapist magazine. Oh, oh no! Oh man! Have you heard of the Escapist? What do you know? Uh, bad thing. I mean, I know as as like someone who briefly worked at the hard drive, who wrote for the hard drive. Uh, I I like know it was something that we dunked on. With, uh, okay. Uh, and I know that it tends to lean right. Yeah. 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 Well, I. Yeah, well, I will get into it. So, I mean, the, the short, the short answer is yes. Can I can I skip to my story? Where's the time code for me? It's conceived as a PDF publication by a man named Alexander McCree. Oh boy. Uh, not like not like it's it's hard, it but like French M A C R I S. I'm a robot voiced by Matt 
Mercer. It has a strong debut featuring numerous pieces from popular and well-regarded journalistic and industry figures, including people like Warren Spector. Pauline Kale. Uh, Jolene from hit song uh, Jolene. I love it. Um, other than that, I think there's very little to distinguish the early escapist from any other successful gaming website. Uh, but they were successful. People read them, trusted them, and believed the things that they would publish. Uh-oh. <laughs> it seems like you're setting up a bunch of cards they, to topple over. They soon begin a healthy lineup of content. The Escapist is actually responsible for helping launch extra credits, but they're also well-known for their role in both Bob Chipman and Ben Yahtzee Croshaw's content creator careers. Movie Bob, uh, you may know him as the guy everybody calls movie eugenics Bob. Oh, I, no. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> that whole I just have to say, hell of a nickname when your name is not Eugene. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen him explicitly say that, like, eugenics is good and we should do DNA testing, but he definitely, he's sort of, uh, his presentation is very much soft eugenics where he's like, all the stupid people, like like having a political belief that is not mine means that you are genetically inferior, which like, hey buddy, that's eugenics. Um, and also uh, zero punctuation, which is Yahtzee's thing, is uh, caustic. Hey, hey, do you know how, do you know how it was all the rage on the internet uh, to, to come up with like a million different ways to describe something as poop or vomit? In a in a five minute video, that's that's him. Imagine if that was still going on today. I'm good. So that's sort of the lineup we're dealing with. Uh, extra credits um, was led by James Portnow, who was actually <laughs> I, I should note. Sorry, Port when? Uh, uh, was Tom Port when? Was recently accused. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> of, of harassment, uh, not sexual, just harassment. Ew. Uh, and abuses of power by former employees. Uh, you know, like here's the thing. Uh, when you're when you're a bad person, you attract bad people. Because um, uh, make no mistake, Alexander McCree and many of the people in power at the Escapist were and are bad people. Uh, so much so that the site begins its decline. First in 2011, the Escapist has a dispute with extra credits. That dispute is they weren't paying extra credits. <laughs> um, Eventually, what happens, uh, what will happen to us all happens to extra credits. A health issue arose for one of their team members, and they were unable to pay it, turning to the internet in a desperate attempt to stay alive. It worked, actually, it worked so good that they found themselves the surplus of cash. Whoa. This, this fundraiser was held independent of the escapists, that's, so extra credits was like, hey, we want to use this to fund uh, independent gaming uh, publishing label. Okay. However, Alexander McCree thought the money should go into producing more content for the Escapist, mm. uh, which again he was not paying them to do. Uh, this would lead to a dispute between the two parties that the Escapist does not come out of uh, looking great. Numerous other contributors also cited uh, similar experiences with the Escapist abuses of power, including movie eugenics Bob. God, man. Extra credits would split, being the first of a great exodus that would eventually leave only zero punctuation. Things get worse, as they did in 2014. Why do I know zero punctuation? Uh, 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 uh hard rock music. I'm a, I look like a MS Paint guy. I'm British. Fuck. Gears of War looks like diarrhea shit out of an ass from a vomit. Here's something demeaning <laughs> about sex workers. I'm Ben Yahtzee Cardshaw, everybody. I made a adventure game a couple times, and they were okay, so now I think that I'm God's gift to Earth. I, that, that did not ring a bell for me, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. But I love that. 
Gamergate happens in 2014. They become the only major game site that does not close down Gamergate threads on their forums. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is is really, really bad. This sounds uh, mild in comparison to some of the other stuff they do later, but frankly, the fact that they didn't immediately shut their shit down is evil. Uh, because it becomes a hub of Gamergate activity where numerous doxes are spread as were nude photos of the targets of Gamergate. And also, like, in addition to actual nudes, um, like, those, like, horrible, horrible, just fucking, like, ugh, images of, you know, like, uh, uh, targets of Gamergate being photoshopped onto bodies of, like, dead people and stuff like that. Cool movement. Cool job. Fun times. Um, uh, and and I want to say I, I'm I'm trying not to like do like you know sadness porn. Like there is a reason that I'm bringing up like the actual things that happened on this website because it does become uh, important in context later. Um, Alexander McCree uh, then publishes a statement on Gamergate that I'm totally disinterested in the specifics <laughs> of. Thank God. Like, suffice to say, it's a Gamergate defense that trots out the usual bullshit. Like, oh, it's like consumers have a right to voice their complaints. And like, well, the games press does have ethical issues. Sort of like, yeah, like, like one of the things he cites is like, boohoo, like, uh, uh, Lee Alexander wrote, gamers are dead. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> um, yeah, goddamn. Like, the gamers are dead thing is the equi- is like the Gamergate equivalent of being like, uh, uh, white genocide is real. <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah, it's like five fucking pages long. It's so long. Oh, too long. I read That's all a manifesto. of it. And it was all bullshit. It was all total bullshit. Hey, hey, McCree, <laughs> too long. Did not read. Um, you like that? You like your own fucking talk thrown at your face? <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, they then publish a series of interviews with developers about Gamergate, uh, one of which is literally one of Zoe Quinn's original harassers from um, oh, Bur- uh, I, I, Burgers and Fries is uh, are particularly heinous. Um, it was like a, a forum that these people would gather on, and it got its name because they everybody's like line that they towed during Gamergate was that Zoe Quinn supposedly slept with five guys which like mm-hmm. nobody's fucking business and frankly completely unrelated to any ethical i mean it's like besides the point but that's where the name comes from because yeah. five guys burgers and fries um another one of the people who was interviewed literally has a piece titled in defense of rape cool yeah uh, not a satire by the way not like not which would still be fucked would up but still like weird yeah um but not a satire, so, like, even even worse. worse yeah. I would say. Uh, and another had received a financial investment from McCree himself for one of his games, which went undisclosed, but it's about ethics and games journalism, guys. You flung their own poopy back at them. Yeah. Uh, they keep laying people off because their company ran by a fucking bigot, bigot idiot. <laughs> I like bigot. Or no, sorry, bit, Biddick? What did Biddick? you say? Biddick? I can't Biddick? remember. That was, it, was, it was in the past. Uh, the past so, is the past, Tom. We can only move forward. So uh, they seem to keep finding the money for some positively bizarre guest features, such as a Gamergate commenter known only as Lizzie F., who said that uh, the Gamers Are Over headline was an attack on her three-year-old autistic child. That's that, for, for Wow. Those, for Galaxy brain. Out, that is a bad faith uh, piece that Woo! they wrote. Gal- Galaxy, like, Yeah, what Housers. a cool mom using her daughter's disability like that. Holy cool, moly. Cool to further her own weird fucking white nationalist agenda. Another Douglas Wowser. 
Brandon Morse uh, was not a games writer, but he was named a 30 under 30 Republican. That's his only thing of note is that's what that's he had nothing to do with games at all. Why is he here? Because, because oh God, because the escapist is a bad faith website. Um, the escapist also updates their code of ethics specifically to cater to Gamergate interests. Destructoid joins them as well. This will be important later. Um, it should come as no surprise that when Alexander McCree leapt from his sinking ship that he became business partners with Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh my God. Wow. Acting as CEO of wow. Milo Inc. Yeah, they're all fucking con artists. Holy Big a con artist, a lot of them. Um, they do literally nothing we're talking about or discussing for the next few years until 2018 when they're purchased by Enthusiast Gaming Destructoid's owner. Hmm. Uh, they bring on former editor uh, Russ Pitts to act oh, as no. editor-in-chief yes uh you may recognize his name from the time he told popular games critic dia lucina uh to chill out with her war whooping dia lucina's name american awesome who i have full disclosure written for for a publication capital grant nice um, uh hey what's russ pitt that's his name yeah he's hey russ pitt <laughs> he's die from fire ants <laughs> Uh, the Escapist relaunches as Volume 2 and features the return of a few individuals involved in the site. Before. What happened to Volume 1? Uh, it ended. Oh, that's sad. Uh, however, it also means that these forums are back. Like, they're completely reinstated. Nothing has changed. Um, I was hoping that they were just naming a new thing, Volume 2. I was unable to verify this claim, uh, but I would, I, would, I would classify this as a credible accusation because we know for a fact that um the these forums hosted this content before the escapist has not officially released any comment or said anything about removing these these posts and also the person who made the most recent accusation that i saw was colin space drinks on twitter who does not like throw shit like that around very lightly and is is a uh, a very a pretty trustworthy internet person so i would i i would say that uh, this is a this is a credible accusation that the doxes and nudes are still up on those forums, mm. and f and uh, they further claimed that those who have brought this to Pitt's attention have been blocked by Pitt's, uh, which you know that sucks. Um, stolen and posted nudes are sex crimes. Anyhow, the big hey we're back here's our ethos is full of uh, stale dog whistles. Like Russ Pitts wrote a thing about how like oh like we want to take the politics out of video games. <laughs> of course, that does not stop them from making politically charged defenses of certain figures, like PewDiePie when he used the N word. It was it, the gist of it was like how, you can't cancel PewDiePie for saying the N word, and it's like but he said but, the N word, but I can. <laughs> um, but Russ, I did. <laughs> Actually, I will say it was not him that wrote that, but oh, also no. he's the EIC, so he has... I'm talking to him. Yeah. Um, of, yeah. There are plenty of other examples of which the way uh, the escapist's position itself as, I would say, an enemy of the industry and marginalized people in general. They are not politically neutral. Uh, when I initially wrote this up a few weeks ago, actually, I think I, I initially had this story kicking around for like a month or two because like I, I knew some shit was going to happen. Um, but my big example earlier was when they, they put up a piece about Diablo, short version, Blizzard announced Diablo Mobile instead of the expected Diablo 4. Fans right. went apeshit because people are... People are monsters yeah. and rabid animals. Because uh, they're horrible little cretins. Yep. Uh, the escapists responded to this by accusing Blizzard of betraying their fan base for having the audacity to not announce Diablo 4, which is ridiculous because now we also know that Diablo 4 is in the works. Um... 
It just wasn't ready to be announced. <laughs> Literally all anyone would have had to do was like wait a little bit. I just imagine like a little devil be like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> uh, but the escape is true to form did as everybody knew they would and riled up the most contemptible contingent of gamers. But of course this uh, isn't a couple of uh, weeks ago. Oh, you became part of the story. I became, yeah, man. What if we just replaced all the? What if we just start putting like tons of Xanax in Mountain Dew Code Red? Would that like relax everybody? Would that take the edge off it of would, this fervent uh, pop rabid fan base? I feel like the sugar would. Uh, yeah, but sugar. You ever eat? You ever take a Xanax and then eat a bag of candy? You're not gonna want to <laughs> run around afterwards. Um. But yeah, I, so I, I sat on this for a while because I figured that they would pull some bigger, better shit, and boy, did they ever. Boy, howdy. The post has been since deleted and uh, and replaced with an apology, but uh, <laughs> EIC Russ Pitts, Puss Ritz, wrote and published an article on the week of February 5th that, in full sincerity, calls for another consumer movement centered around ethics in games journalism. Like... He literally says, he like, said the thing. let's do it again, but better this <laughs> time. <laughs> Gamergate 2! And while he did say the words, Gamergate was bad, it is pretty clear that he did not, like, or and does not fundamentally understand what Gamergate was. Like, he seemed to be under the impression that Gamergate was a good faith critique of <laughs> games journalism hijacked by the likes of Milo Yiannopoulos. It was not, and it never was. Uh, to call for a second one is to endanger pretty much any, any marginalized person directly or even tangentially related to games and entertainment. Uh, he makes vague references to the typical ethical bogeyman, paid reviews, free stuff given to journos, a lack of accountability without any actual evidence or specific anecdotes that he could provide from his like decade plus in the industry. You said bogeyman. <laughs> Also, this fucking sucks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it sucks it's a so bad much. piece. It sucks on ice. It made the rants on Twitter, obviously, uh, where the Zoe Quinn, yeah, was like, they were like, this is pretty fucked up. Uh, Russ Pitts, insistent on showing his whole bottom. <laughs> Wait, what? Hopped into the replies to say, oh. <laughs> sorry, Zoe. I genuinely thought you'd probably be over all this, uh, be over this being all about oh, you. God. I'll be sure to check in next time. Die forever, Russ. He also hey, said, Puss, hey, Puss, fucking die in a fire. Everyone go read Goddess Mode, Zoe <sighs> Quinn's awesome comic book. Uh, he also said, quote, I'm not on Gamergate's side. I'm just not on yours. I hate you. Which, which fucking <laughs> blows. Like, I'm not on Luke Skywalker's side. The apology is, like, directly related to this, but, like, I think that his apology fucking blows. This, for that and, and, that uh, wasn't and, like, an That's inexcusable. Uh, like, well, he apologizes later, but, like, that is that is inexcusable. Like, that is... The, the fucking ass backwards uh, like way of thinking and, and approach to the world that you have to have to like say that. Listen, I'm not on your and, side, I mean, like, person who was attacked. That's the fucking like proof in the pudding of how he doesn't know fuck shit all about Gamergate, right? Because like if he did, that would never, that exchange never would have happened. Tom, I don't like to use this word often. I, 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 in fact... I, I hesitate to do so, but this Puss Ritz guy sounds like a real moron. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, you cannot scare me like that. <laughs> oh, man. He was also doing that pretty heinous thing that dudes do where they're like, I can't be Whoa, enabling. Wait, 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 wait. God damn it. I have so many good jokes I want to do for that. Where they text you, what if we, if we were alone, would you do it to me right now with a winky face afterwards? Oh, God. 
where they go like, I can't be enabling insert hate movement. I have insert personal relationship no. with a insert marginalized identities. His his wife uh, uh, took heat from um, took heat is reductive. Bye, but bye, Tom. I'm yeah, leaving. Later, hide in your closet. <laughs> Dudes, do not do not tout, tout the trauma of marginalized people in your life around to deflect criticism. It is like one of the grossest, most cynical things a person can do. Later that day, the escapist outdoes itself in terms of putting the marginalized in harm's way when they publish a video where they surprise a female riot employee with questions about the studio's culture of sexism. Whoa, yeah, I remember seeing a, this. It's a very bad piece of journalism. How unbelievably irresponsible, toxically negligent. Uh, the ethics post was mercifully removed and Pitts released an apology. Read it or don't, I'll say this. It's, it's, I think it like, hits a, the language of apology a little better than your average dumb dickhead, but like, I don't fucking buy it for a second. When you have to make a lot of apologies, like, that's, that's so it, bad. And, and the thing is like, his, his apologies are about oh, I shouldn't have spoken to Zoe that way. It was fucked up to treat them like that. But like, that's, that is, that is, you are also still not fully grokking the point, which is that like, you fucking openly were like, we should do Gamergate again. Mm. As though that was like a normal thing to say. Mm. He uh, is currently on, uh, yeah. On on ice, mister. That's what he's currently on with me. Uh, on hiatus from the escapist, which is good. I don't think he should be in a position of power. Uh, uh, and he also stepped down from Take This, an organization he co-founded to help combat toxicity in games culture and to huh? promote mental health and well-being. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, I know. Um, womp womp. Listen, it's me, Adolf Hitler. I've started a charity for, the, for Jewish people. <laughs> Uh, should note, writers are not editors, and a shitty EIC is not necessarily representative of a compromised staff. I don't want to, like, direct any heat at people whose living is uh, uh, necessitated professional proximity to Pitts. However, it feels like we should maybe keep an eye on the escapist and the direction it takes uh, without him when he returns. Uh, there was a... Oh, yeah, the... Um, there was a, there was an, another post. I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, but there was another post from a guy who it, it appears is going to be like taking over some of the the more like managerial EIC roles at the Escapist, and he kind of gave a softer version of the we're keeping the politics out of games, where he wrote a very big uh, post about how the Escapist is about escapism and how like hmm? video games take you away from reality, and there's a very deliberate point in his piece where he's like I wanted games to be art for a long time and it made me pretentious and an asshole and then I realized that games can just be fun and it's like yeah these are still uh it's packaged differently it's packaged softer but like that sounds a lot like the same kind of like games are for fun not for politics they're not art which like hey can we fucking make up our minds about that already like Jesus Christ I thought we either had. they're fucking art or they're not no, oh. I. They are, anyways. Oh my god. The Escapist has a legacy of uh, perpetuating and and helping inflame toxicity in games culture. And if there's another Gamergate, which like who the fuck knows, man? Like I don't mean to be alarmist here, but like it's entirely possible. Uh, they very well may step back into their role as a normalizer and enabler. Let's see if they change. I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, I just. I just hold a lot of anxieties about what sort of thing they might bring about if they retain access, because, like, you know who's going to pay for it? Not the escapist. That's the story. <laughs> ba da 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 da, -da. <laughs>
Boy, Tom, that was the Russ Pitts. Hey, we're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, sitting on that the whole story. We're going to take a break, and if I haven't wandered off during the break to, like, bash my Just head against cry. the wall and cry, uh, I'm going to tell a story. Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies, people are dumb, and history can prove it. Well, I, I bashed my head against the wall. Oh, no. I'm in a lot of pain. But now we've got a beautiful hole into the hallway that we could say hi. It's like a porthole. <laughs> it's like we're at sea. Exactly. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. is an American rock band formed in Amherst, Massachusetts in 1984. The band was founded by Jay Maskus, guitar, vocals, and primary songwriter. Lou Barlow, bass and vocals, and Murph, drums. Has oh, no Murph. other name. <laughs> After three albums on uh, indie labels, they got like a pretty good following. Uh, they were really formative in the uh, in, like early, late '80s, early '90s alt rock scene. Mm. Uh, but this kind of led to tensions between the band. Uh, Maskus fired Barlow, who later formed the band Sebado, which did really well. Uh, uh, I saw a piece about them today. Mm-hmm. And then Murph quit. <laughs> I know, I know, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Uh, but then they they kept Mascus kept kept making uh, fucking music, and then they all got back together in two thousand five, and they released more music since then. I've seen them live. Uh, I saw Henry Rollins interview them on stage, and let me tell you, they should have had chairs for that section of the concert. <laughs> uh, it went from like hardcore punk show to like. So, uh, travel. I mean, it's crazy when you're a bit. Oh, man. Always on the road. And I'm like, my feet hurt. God, I get. I totally get why musicians constantly talk about the road, but also, but also I, 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 don't I care. pray to God that musicians stop talking about the road the and road. being on it. Uh, yeah. He, he's, he's a big dude with long white hair and yeah, sparkly glasses man. and a fucking sparkly purple jazz master guitar. You know, when you're out on the road with Murph, you're just freer, <laughs> freer just than anyone ever been and ever could be. Uh, in 1994, Dinosaur Jr. released their sixth album without a sound. It's super dope. It's their biggest album. Which is ironic because there's no filled, sound on it. It's no sound. It's just silence. Uh, it's, it's so transparent. Sometimes you can hear Murph going, Sticks. I'm so I'm play. It took him it took him six months to record because Murph kept hitting his drums. <laughs> Can't be stopped. I love that it's just like just the fact that there's a drummer with the name Murph is like, well, that's the thing we're gonna joke about for most of this. <laughs> um It's a good album. It has their biggest hit, Feel the Pain. How do I know it's their biggest hit? It's on Guitar Hero 2 or 3 or some fucking shit. No, it's their biggest hit. Uh, it also ends with a track called Over Your Shoulder, a fuzzy little pop song. Mm. Uh, the album made it to 44 on Billboard in 1940, uh, 1944. <laughs> they threw it in a time machine. Yep. Uh, Two years before the end of the war. Yep. Uh, they it made it to 44 on Billboard in 1994. Uh, well, that was the year I was born. Look at that. It was, pro- it was probably had, They probably had to do something with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Feel the Pain, the big single, charted to number four, which was like a huge hit for a somewhat indie alt band in the 90s. 
Um, and no other song off the album charted. And then it just faded away into time. The band would break up and reform again. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. Quickly form the years. That is not from Dinosaur Jr. It is from Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, cut to 25 years later in February 2019, where Japan's Hot 100, which is their country's uh, Billboard 100, listed the number 18 track in the country as Over Your Shoulder by Dinosaur Jr. What? It beat out uh, Queen's re-release with the new movie the directed by a pedophile. Oh, uh, yeah. It beat out Ariana Grande's new release. Uh, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, this is a real thing. It was thing. like the listen, summer of Grande. Listen, Tom, we joke a lot here, but like two weeks ago, number 18 track in Japan was a... Dinosaur Jr. like non-single from an album in I 1994. I demand that you explain. Um, it's weird that that's what you demand and not why I'm talking about a band when I usually talk about movies and TV. Oh. Uh, the track... Uh, sorry, oh, the, kid from the, grudge, the Kid from the Grudge came in to do a quick touch-up. Um, so the track rocketed up Japan's... I said that. I said the country's name wrong, right? Japan? I, I feel like I said it wrong, though. I think you said Japan. Okay, well, we'll listen back. And hey, I feel listeners. like I, I fucked it up. Uh, the track rocketed up Japan's charts thanks to over 8 million video plays, uh, earning the country's top spot for video streams, despite no YouTube upload of the song having that many views. That doesn't make any sense, though. The following is from a Gizmodo article by Hudson Hongo. What? <laughs> <laughs> True story. Hudson Hongo! That's such a good name! So the key to Japan's apparent Dinosaur Jr. resurgence is how uh, Billboard currently calculates hit singles. Six years ago, the company added YouTube plays to the formula of its Hot 100 chart. So if it plays on YouTube, that is an extra point, I guess that's how that works. Okay. Uh, towards the number, towards the, excuse me, towards the song numbers. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Um, in the case of Over Your Shoulder, the only connection between it and Japan was a show called Gachinko Fight Club, a recurring segment on a variety show called Gachinko that left the airwaves 15 years ago. Have you figured out the mystery yet? I have not figured <laughs> out the mystery yet. The reality TV program purported to show regular punks being trained as pro boxers and often, often used Over Your Shoulder as a musical cue. Have you figured it out yet? Oh, and everybody would watch that. Wait. But the show was 15 years ago. Wait, okay, so I still <laughs> haven't figured it out. I'm still a dumb baby crap kid. According to Takayuki Suzuki, a Japanese entertainment consultant who noticed the connection on Twitter himself, the track was featured in most episodes to give a sense of increased sentiment, distress, and emotion. It was a really popular show. Uh, highest rating was 32.3% of total household, uh, Suzuki would tell Gizmodo. Um, and in terms of rating, a 10% is good and a 20% is considered great. So this was a 32%. This is a very popular show. Mm. The show was so popular that pirated clips of the show began appearing on YouTube. Oh, but because of YouTube's content system, it would read the, the song, song cue and count it towards the count? Yep. Whoa! Now, but here's the weird part. The algorithm kept recommending clips of, of pirated Gachinko Fight Club with Over Your Shoulder being used, mm -hmm. and no one knows why. So the one missing piece in this is that for some reason, for four days in early February, uh, YouTube Japan kept recommending 
uh, clips from Gachinko Fight Club. Interesting. And people would have it on autoplay. You fall asleep with YouTube on, you leave yeah. them or whatever. And that, and what YouTube has that new thing where when a song is used in something, it registers. Uh, if you look at any YouTube video that has a song yeah, in it yeah, that isn't, you, you can go down yeah. on the description. Uh, and because of that, it just kept getting played and played and played and played and played. Man, that's wild. And, and also wild, too, because normally all YouTube recommends to anyone, apparently, is, like, white nationalist gateway channels. Well, this is Japan. So in America That's and fair. Europe, it's uh, white nationalist <laughs> gateway channels. So, And just as quickly as the pirated videos appeared, they were gone. All deleted. Uh, the damage was still done, and the song was at number 18 for a whole Hell yeah, week. baby. That fucking slaps. That's awesome. So I just want to, like, reiterate what happened, because when you put, put the pieces all together, it is bonkers. More than 15 years ago, the song Over Your Shoulder, which came out 25 years ago, was used in a Japanese reality show about boxing bad boys. <laughs> Six years ago, Billboard started counting YouTube plays, and days ago, YouTube apparently began recommending pirated episodes of this show, which uh, people had binged it, and then Over Your Shoulder ended up on a music chart, having not actually, you know, Dinosaur Jr. didn't have to play a single show. That is downright fucking extraordinary. Uh, this is from Billboard Japan. The Japan Hot 100 incorporates YouTube views within Japan within Japan of audio and video assigned with an ISRC code. This includes user-generated clips that ut utilize authorized audio. We believe a recurring segment from an old terrestrial TV variety program which prominently featured Dinosaur Juniors over your shoulder as well as the non-Japanese tracks that mysteriously appeared on, and then the dates, this is all appeared in February, went viral due to renewed interest, resulting in users to binge watch YouTube videos of the segment using these songs, racking up significant views. Some of these user-generated clips were then deleted, however, new videos have are being re-uploaded, which may result in the songs to appear again uh, on February 13th, after you know, the like week. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, from what I can see, it's, it seems like that did not happen. Mm -hmm. um, I think YouTube, Try to delete to everything. Like, yeah, filters for that. Um, but that is the story about how a super obscure song wow. from a super obscure show ended up doing something fucking weird. Man, that's so cool. That's fun, isn't it? That's wild, and it sure is. Man. Uh, so at the end of every program, uh, because sometimes we do talk about challenging material. Russell. Russell Pitts. You are grounded forever Ugh, my least favorite part of the fruit and by grounded i mean i'm gonna use big long copper tree nails to hammer into your foot into the floor so you can't leave <laughs> because i can't eat it yeah i know um we do a thing called the self-care corner which is we talk about a nice thing that happened in our uh days our weeks our lives do you, do you want to go first? Do you have one lined up? I, have a, I had a phone call with an old friend today and it was lovely oh that's so nice um a friend jen I oh what 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 oh what would mine be? Um oh you know what I don't think I said this in the cast I can't stop playing Resident Evil two you have yeah it's been a while I'm uh I'm fully obsessed with that game legitimately like it is consuming my life and I love it a lot that's my corner he's it's wearing a, it's Claire's a jumpsuit right I now. am it's quite it's quite fitting it looks like you got maybe a size too small though no but it's quite fitting. I mean, it's fitting, but like you look uncomfortable. Oh, but it's oh, but it's very fitting. This bit is going nowhere. <laughs> it's good. It really, it really highlights my bodice. 
Wait, that's yeah, another. That's a, good, that's a good thing to end it on. No, I don't care. I don't. I don't care if that's yeah, factually fuck it. accurate. No, it highlights your bodice. No I rules. Think, isn't a bodice? Oh, bodice is. I believe, I believe it's referred to the your part body. of a dress that uh, covers the. Uh, the Chestal region. My chest, yes. Yeah. It really brings out my chest. Bodice. 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 We'll be bodice for you. Hey! Soldier boy. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.